How's it going, everyone? Welcome into the Sports Appeal Podcast. I'm your host, AJ Teal. As always, to my right, my co-host and my dad, Noel Teal. Happy June, buddy. It's cr- How is it June? How is it June? You know, it's crazy because we started this podcast. In June? In June last year. So 2020. We're, we're nearing our one-year anniversary. We, do, we Actually, we do have to find out what that one-year anniversary is. It's sometime end of June. End I of June? Think, or, honestly, it could be... Beginning of July. No, honestly, I I'm 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 th- I thought it was end of June. Yeah, it might be like July fourth. You think? Ish. I'm not sure. We I, I really got to check. That. I got to scroll all the way to the bottom on like the Apple Podcast or something. Like, got to scroll all the way to the bottom there. But we're coming up on the one year anniversary, and on our one year anniversary, things are uh, things are moving along. Uh, maybe you know we teased last episode. Maybe some. Uh, some some things in the works, you know, could be some some cool things coming. For I the, am uh, very excited. Video. I'm telling you, we're, we're hopefully a week away from announcing something big. Maybe. By the way, I just looked it up. June 26th. I knew it. That's, End of June. But that but hey, that's a caveat, an asterisk. Yeah, because the first episode for the real OGs out there was only was you. only me. There was no man to my right. There and, was no co-host. And you talked for a really long time. How long was that episode? Uh, I believe it was one hour and three minutes all by yourself. But on June 29th... And people listen to that. They did. Mm-hmm. On June 29th, guess who joined the podcast? Hmm. Your you, co-host you and dad to your right. And we've been on your right every episode twice a week for a year. Yeah. Haven't missed one episode. That's a hundred right? and something episodes. That's a lot of episodes. And uh, I've only not been on your right-hand side three times. Right. It's pretty cool. So, yeah, hope, maybe we have to do a special episode or some anniversary. We are for definitely doing a one-year anniversary. we got to do something. Something yeah. cool okay. for that. But for today's show, beginning of June, we have to talk NBA playoffs. We had a great weekend of games that we watched. Uh, we sat down Sunday and watched um, all the games. There were some yep. good ones. The Sun's bouncing back. What's wrong with the Knicks? Uh, the Knicks are really letting me down here. Yeah. Uh, sucking. The Mavs are letting me down They are here. really letting you down. A, a tale of two uh, sides of the week where I was happy on, on the Tuesday episode. I'm not happy on the – or I, and I'm not happy on the uh, this Tuesday episode. I'm just it, – it, it's it's a travesty. Your, your now. nuggets on Saturday soon. weren't so the hot. The nuggets weren't good. It's It's been a bad, you know, since the last episode. But yep. we have to break down those NBA games. Also, let's talk some baseball because baseball has been pretty – uh, exciting so far this yeah. year. The Rays on a roll. Our Mets are on a roll. Yep. Fernando Tatis is amazing. Yep. And maybe we'll just talk about a little bit about basketball there. Okay. Or baseball, not bad. Well, basketball well, first, baseball second. We got to do a quick update on golf and a quick update on NHL because there's a couple cool things going on. All right. Well, we got a lot of stuff to talk about. Let's run it. Let's start today's show breaking down the NBA from the weekend. Mm-hmm. And let's just hop right into it. Hop. Saturday, we start our weekend off with Bucks Heat. And we're looking. And they got the brooms for, out. We're looking for the Heat to, you know, no maybe make some noise. And, and, and no. this was like, if there was any team to come back from 3 0. Stop it. 
Yeah, that's what I was saying. I was listening to Tra- or uh, Shaquille O'Neal. He was he was talking some stuff. They had the sticky notes. Okay, right? The sticky notes that Shaquille O'Neal has yeah. have all been false. <laughs> if you want to make money, you do the opposite of what Shaq yeah. says. Uh, the brooms we're, were were taken out. The Heat played a very nice first half. Yeah. The second half, Jimmy Butler went to sleep, <laughs> and they got blown out. And, you know, and that was the whole series. It was kind of funny because in the beginning of the game, I mean, they really were playing well. Mm-hmm. I think they were up by seven and a half. Tyler Hero played well in the first half. They yeah. were shooting good. And oh, then Man, that Ricks. second half. They scored 39 points in the second half. Mm-hmm. 39. Dude, it, uh, and, and Brooke Lopez continues to be one of the most underrated players in the NBA. He, he, he comes it, alive in the playoffs. He brings it every playoff game. Mm-hmm. The guy is just a machine. He's, He's a beast. Machine. He's a rebound beast. He can shoot from the outside. He helps a lot. And, and that Bucks team is uh, is looking pretty nice. And a sweep to avenge their last playoff uh, series yes. that they got beaten down and upset by the uh, uh, the Miami Heat. They they got their revenge. And just so everybody knows that uh, a sidebar conversation that the two of us had. You will give me my props when the Bucks reach the NBA Finals. Mm-hmm. That Drew Holiday was the best pickup of the offseason. Okay. They reach the finals. I'll give you pro- all the okay. props you want. There but, you go. Uh, I won't be needing to do that. <laughs> uh, the Nuggets, Trailblazers. I watched about ten minutes, and after ten <laughs> minutes, that game was over. Uh, I-, I accepted the fact that it was two-two. Uh, th- th- this they didn't show up. The Nuggets were had a two-one comfortable lead. And they were fine with going back to to Denver tied two two. I mean, I mean, Jokic. I don't think he. I think he was trying to, you know, tried his best. He missed his like first five shots, and when he missed his first five shots, he was like, "All right, we'll go back tied." And that was the game. Well, there's nothing to. There's nothing to, you know, read. The the Trailblazers hit their shots. The Nuggets they, didn't. They got a bigger problem in Denver, mm-hmm. and that is Michael Porter Jr. Where is he? It, the, the, you they need a search party. You have to. I mean, he was playing. He played great the first three games. Th- this game, I'm telling you, this game was ten minutes. They missed a lot of shots, and after ten minutes, they waved the white flag. They took the starters out, mm-hmm. and, and that was it. Like, like the game was over, and they they stopped trying. So I'm not taking anything from the game. It's tied two two. I still have full confidence. Denver and Jokic will bounce back, and okay. then they'll close out the well, series. Let's put. It, let me ask you it a different way, okay? Mm-hmm. If I told you that Damian Lillard would score 10 points on 1-for-10 shooting, 1-for-6 mm-hmm. for 3-point for land, would you think they won? I mean, he, they, they lost when he scored 40, so... I'm just saying, I mean, that was... If you're not going to take advantage of Lillard not showing up to a game and let Norman Powell shoot all over you, 11-for-15, 4-for-4 from 3, Norman... Powell, the guy couldn't start in Toronto. He was having a great year. Well, not a great year. You have no, you have no excuses. You're just not taking it on the chin, real good. I mean, you you watch the we we watched the first ten minutes. The game was a a, like a 10-15 point game early, and the game was over. Like like that's just how NBA games happen. So if if a team gets off to a hot start and the other team misses their first ten shots, like the game is over. You can't. Not true. The Bucks came back in the second half and destroyed Miami. Well, that's different because they're they're better. Well, when you're down seven to Miami rather than down fifteen to the Trailblazers, it's very different. Okay, but and then you had the 76ers and and the Wizards. Yeah, game three. Uh, the Wizards they don't play any defense. Uh, it's very hard to win a basketball game when you don't when you actually 
stand around and you actually don't get in like a like a, a stance and play defense. Yeah. They I don't think they teach that in in uh, Washington. But guess what? Russell Westbrook, mm-hmm. another triple double. Yeah. Well, another triple double in a twenty nine point shellacking. <laughs> and I lost by thirty. So. That's what I'm saying. It's crazy. I mean, you could just watch the game. It's not even like they're trying to play defense. They're trying as hard as they can. They were getting free dunks, free layups. No one's playing in the paint. They don't have a any any big big man. I mean, this this the starting five for Philly all scored 14 or more points. Yeah. And the craziest thing is as we're recording this, game four is going on, and the Wizards lead by 12 at the end of three because Embiid got just hurt. left the game and got hurt. So I'm expecting them to close this out, make this a 3-1 series, and it's going to go to five games, and maybe uh, we'll see how Embiid, because Embiid being out makes it interesting. What? They have makes Dwight it Howard. Interesting. They have Dwight Howard. I mean, it, it, let's say. <laughs> Wait, let's I, can't, just say, I can't say it with a straight face. <laughs> let's just say, and like, and B's out for the series, and yeah. I, I don't think he will be. I'm sure he'll be back, and this is just precautionary because they were losing. Yeah. L- let's say Embiid's out for the series. I, I am. There is no way in hell that that I'm counting the Wizards out because with the scoring threats of of Westbrook and Beal, they can easily. It, I mean, they don't. Their biggest, their biggest thing is they don't have, they don't play defense down low, and they allow way too much in the paint. You're taking the paint guy out, the you know the MVP of the team, and that gets a little interesting. Absolutely. But uh, that that was a blowout in Game Three. Yeah. Uh, game Four, not so much. The Jazz, uh, they it was a good good game uh, down to the wire. They did win by ten, but that was kind of some bogus free throws. John Morant continues to play well. Mitchell is the is the X factor, and that's why you they're think? winning games. <laughs> you said it yourself yeah. the other day. Uh, Donovan Mitchell's back. It's over. It's over. It's so over. Competitive games. Memphis has a good future, a bright future. Very. Uh, this is a bad draw, and Mitchell being in there uh, this series is it's done. probably done. Yep. Uh, Sunday was an even better day. We you had some. Do you know really why it was games. better? Yeah. Because it was. The second day of a three-day holiday weekend for me. It was. And I was in the pool, drinking, out, drinking some beers, some watching basketball. about th- two basketball games in a row. It was awesome. Knicks-Hawks game th- uh, game four was was great through the first half. I may uh, have been... Third quarter. I may have been wrong about Trey Young. Maybe. Remember what I said when he coming out of college? Please, God, Orlando, do not draft this guy. You were not a fan. I was, I was not. not the biggest fan either. You were a... I I was I, I was not a fan. You were a way bigger hater than me. Oh, I was a hater. Yeah, I so, thought he was garbage. Yeah, I thought he was a, a selfish. He's not exactly garbage. Hog. He's not exactly garbage. I am. I was. I'm standing here on my tippy toes, telling you all, I made a big boo boo. <laughs> so the 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 Hawks game was or the game was game five, uh, four mm-hmm. was really close through the first half. You had going back and forth. Trey Young was hitting his shots, but Randall was actually playing. Better. Probably his best game of the series, which is not saying much, but playing very, uh, a lot better. Second half, the Hawks get on these streaks where they hit three after three after three. And just like in the uh, Portland game where they were hitting shots early, the game's over. Once they get to a 15-point lead, yeah. they're not missing enough shots to, to let a team come back. So This team is so different when John Collins plays to his potential. Mm-hmm. Like when he is also scoring 20 plus points and Trey Young is bombing from everywhere, this team is this team's good. It's good. It's and good. I think that yet, yet Capella cleaning up the boards, the Knicks, 15 of them. This is just a, a Knicks team that was not expected to be here. They're getting overshined and overshadowed with with 
star talent and star shooting from the other team and the defense can only hold for so long and when Trey Young's stepping out here and they're getting pick and rolls and getting mismatches with Julius Randle on him that yep. he couldn't guard him it, it gets out of control when he starts hitting three after three it only takes four threes to get out to a 12-point lead and that's what kept happening in the second half and it got to 20 it got to 25 like it was done yep. in the second half when they went on the run and the Knicks uh their season it's hanging looks, on the balance. Looks like it's uh, wrapping up here. I fully expect them to come back and win game five, send it to a game six, but but I think the Hawks will take control in six or seven. In you, this you, one. you know what stat I found really weird? Really weird. Mm. Bogdan Bajanovic, mm-hmm. Bogdanovic uh, was a plus 29 in he's 34 a, minutes. He's but, a good player. But, he, he, he's just – he hits very – Key shots when he when when the ball is in his hand, he will hit you clutch shot after clutch shot. Plus twenty nine. That was, I mean, that was literally ten points better than anybody else on his team, and he, and, and fifty points better than Derrick Rose. And he didn't have a great regular season. He he was hurt. Yep. They they paid him a lot of money in the offseason. A lot of Hawks fans uh did not like that as he played in the regular season. But he is he's a good player, so yeah. he's he's definitely contributing there and. uh He's a very good role player on that starting lineup. Uh, the Suns-Lakers. It was a great game. Great game, and the Suns come out on top. They tie the series 2-2. Chris Paul wasn't even supposed to play. Chris Paul has been going through, you know, he, he has been pushing through his injury. He looks yep. fine out there. Uh, he's playing great. He's contributing to a, to their wins. Yep. And now this is huge in this series, and I'm going to make a bold statement here. Uh-huh. Anthony Davis gets hurt in that in that game. Yeah, and changed everything. Changed everything. I mean, the game's over. Yep. They, they take a 10-point lead, and that 10-point lead never evaporated. Yep. Anthony Davis comes down with a groin injury. Looked like he wasn't walking real good. Yep. Uh, he is out for the na- next game. Game five, he will be out. And that's where I give my bold statement. The Suns will win game five. I agree. They will take a 3-2 series lead, and the series is over. Suns will mm. win this series in six games I'm saying it live. Listen. On the pocket. I pray that's the case. Suns and six. I love that's the Suns. That's what I'm saying. I'm rooting for the Suns day in and day out. I still am wary that if Anthony Davis comes back and is fine, this team is still not going to go down easily. Now, if the Suns somehow can't beat this Lakers team with no Anthony Davis and they go down 3 2, that series is over because Anthony Davis will come back. But they, they, I fully expect them, they have to beat this team with no Anthony Davis. And they will beat this team with no Anthony Davis in Game 5. And they will close it out the next game. They won't allow the uh, Lakers to to make this a seven-game series. How impressed have you been with DeAndre Ayton? He's been great. He looks like a seasoned pro, not a second-year But this guy. is... I was never one in his rookie year when, obviously, he was drafted first and Young was after him and, and Doncic was after him. And you can say whatever you want about, you know, not the right pick, whatever. Aiton's the third best guy in that draft. Yeah. He is, and he's, and he is, he was, in his rookie year, I never thought that there was a bad pick because Luka Doncic on the Suns, they have their Luka Doncic. They have their Devin Booker. They, they, they kind of play that same role. Now, are we going to compare Luka Doncic to Devin Booker? I'm not here to discuss that. <laughs> you know, Trey Young on the on the Suns. Well, they have, you know, Chris Paul. Would they have loved Trey Young? I don't know if he would have molded that well in, in Phoenix. And, and, well, they were, and they were bad, you know? They yeah. didn't have Chris Paul and everything. They, right. they, they, they had... 19 wins last year so they needed a big guy they needed a big guy to to they they did not have a center and they took one he was 
I thought he was much better than anyone gave him credit for in his rookie season. He's been exceptional this year. It's yes. one reason I actually invested in a card of his, and so did you. And you know, the card market's not that great, but card in, terms of, sucks. in terms of investment, it was a good investment because he has turned into what yes. I believe is a future all-star uh, big man. My PSA 10 rookie card of DeAndre Ayton should be flying up the charts. It should be, but it's not. But the Suns take us, uh, uh, tie that series, and uh, a great game it was. I think that Jay Crowder was the MVP of the game, though. Because Jay Crowder was That great. man is on fire. Yes. He is. He, he, I, I remember when, when he was on Boston— couple years ago and he was uh, he, he's the same player that he was mm-hmm. in boston that he is doing this year and he's just draining threes getting shots and he, he plays pretty good uh perimeter defense i thought cameron Payne had a really good game too he, he has stepped up yeah he, he's a little fire plug you know mm-hmm. that kind of that six man he's he, he's the great 10 offense. minute backup point guard to yep. come off the bench that's yep. what he is yep uh next we had uh the 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 celtics uh do their best impersonations of the Wizards and not play any defense as the Nets drop 141 points. I mean, seriously, there were 267 points scored in this game. Yeah. And I think it went over. And th- I, I, do, you know anyone... what the o- do you know what the over was? 228. And I thought 228 was insane. And it went to what? 267. Should have taken the over. Should've. Uh This... This game was close in the first half. Yeah. Celtics were keeping it close, and you're like, could they tie this up? They, they did go up 73 points in the first half, though. Kyrie, no, no, it was like it was like start of the second quarter, like in the mid 30s, yeah. tie game, whatever. And then Kyrie hit a three, and then Kyrie hit a three, and then Kyrie pretty much took over the entire game, uh, a, a, along with Durant. But Kyrie Irving is in you know news, and we I guess we could talk about him here for a little bit. I made a TikTok on him. I said, this is the only player in, like, the history of the game mm-hmm. that I've ever seen come out publicly and say he doesn't care about the sport of basketball and goes out and drops 40 points. That's not fair. It's not fair. That's not fair. His attitude sucks. And his he goes playing, out and drops 40. His playing is amazing. Ridiculous. It's amazing. It's, uh, making, at, it's making James Harden an afterthought right yeah. now. Oh, I forgot he was on the team. And he's really, in this playoffs, other than from an assist point of view, he's he's scoring 20 points. Yeah. Whoopie-doo. You got Durant scoring 40 every game. Kyrie scoring 40 every game. And there's Durant putting up 23 and 18. <laughs> and dude, it's, it's insane. Just stupid. It's just stupid. It is really stupid. Uh, but but Kyrie uh, was walking after the game. They win. He's going to the locker room. Gets a water bottle thrown at him. We have more fan interaction and stupid fans out there. Dude, the fans are out of control. Uh, the fans... Uh, are crazy right now. Uh, they they fan throws a water bottle at him. It misses him. It doesn't hit him. It was an empty water bottle. Uh, oh, it was empty. Yeah, empty water bottle. They get they go all crazy. Uh, they arrest the fan. He actually gets arrested on a felony charge of assault and, uh, attempted assault and battery with a deadly weapon. So Damn now it. so now we're plastic plastic water bottles as a deadly weapon, which is one thing. Fair. Uh, there was also a video released after that that Kyrie goes onto the leprechaun of the the mid court and like kind of stomps on it and and smears a sneaker across it. I don't know if that was a subtle jab or or just cleaning off his shoes or whatever I in really a specific don't think spot. It was cleaning off his shoes. This is what I have a problem with and we we love to talk about Kyrie. Kyrie fills oh, the time God. on the show recently. Uh should a fan throw a water ball at a player no. of any player? No. no. That's stupid. Yes. We, we we talked about the popcorn. Why are you throwing popcorn? Why are you throwing a water ball? You can yell you can yell any word at him. Right. Throw, you, the, keep your stop, objects. Stop in your throwing hands. objects at him. Yeah. 
but as a water bottle, a deadly weapon. Well, it, did, didn't he also turn it into a pre, in his press conference as a racial? Well, well, that's the other thing. So, so first of all, should he get arrested or should he get arrested? Probably not. Should he get banned for life? Yeah, he shouldn't be allowed at a game ever again. Honestly, he should just get his ass kicked. Like honestly, you want these guys to stop doing it? Let the ba- let the players and the security guards just beat the living crap out of them. Like malice in the palace all yeah, over again. Yeah, just be like, you know what, dude? Get Ron our test. Hey, for every water bottle, you get five punches to the face. And then you know what? You don't throw water bottles oh, anymore. Let's, let's do that. What the hell is what? What is a night in jail gonna do for this guy? Right? He's going to get out on bail and he's going to get have community service. So yeah. what, what, what's the intent there? What, what's going to stop? I'm not him? sure, but. Like you said, Kyrie goes in the press conference and he says that, you know, he thinks it's racially motivated and he says the players have no rights. They're not treated as humans. Look. They're not th- treated as humans. All I'm going to say, we don't get political or crazy on this show and, and you know, but all I'm going to say is, Kyrie, you were the one who a year ago or, or two years ago stood at midcourt on at TD Garden yep. and said... If you if you guys meanwhile he's on the Celtics. Yeah. If, if you, you guys me. will have me back, I want to re-sign here and finish my career as a Celtic in Boston. And the the fans cheer or whatever. Yep. Yeah. A year later, <laughs> he or eight months later, he leaves that city that he promised to go. So am I saying you should throw water bottles at players that disobey your team? No. But you but can certainly hate the guy. I I do not blame the Boston fan for throwing a water. That's all I'm gonna say. Should he have done it? No, but I don't blame him because you did disobey the team. Right after and you get, said you were gonna resign. So and, wait, racially wait. motivated, I'm gonna take the race out of it. Uh, this had loyalty to do motivated. With race. I'm gonna go with that one. That's the part that bothered me because you know what? The fact that he can't see that he was a coward and left right. the team to go play with Kevin Durant and then James Harden. It'd be one thing if, Blake... if he if he left because they they didn't do good. He right. said he he literally said it. At the beginning game of the season yep. that he was going to resign, that's just a coward move. Right. So guess what? Your word is shit. Yeah. And that's take, what, take and, the, and so are you. But hey, and it has nothing to do with race, buddy. You're just a really, really crappy human or or a crappy teammate. Is a crappy word. teammate. Yeah, that's a good. Not word. a crappy human. You're a crappy teammate. Yeah. And our final game. My Clippers, Clippers are back. Mavs. My Clippers are back. Look, the I, I started this game and I'm, I'm watching and I'm cheering for these maps because three one lead this series is over. I oh. thought the series was over at two nothing. I didn't I didn't declare declare. I'm like this series is over, but I said this series is looking over. You look the at, way that the Clippers are looking. You had that little 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 uh, perk in your but, step, but a three a, a three one lead this series was over and the they started out hot. Luca with with his quick four points. Uh, they put on. They put in Boban mm-hmm. early in the game. Boban. He was dunking and lay. He had like six points in the first like two minutes he was on the court, and it all turned around. And it all just Luca didn't look right after that. His his neck looked like it was bothering him. Kawhi was shut down on defense. They finally put him on Doncic, and the game just flew out of their hands. Well, he also decided that he was going to score at will on the offense. Oh yeah, but. This was, I mean, defensively by the Clippers, this is what they were put together to do. When you talk about Paul George, former all-defensive team, mm-hmm. Kawhi Leonard, defensive player of the year, former. Like, when, when this team was put together, this was supposed to be a team that allows 90 or lower points to the opponent. And they did that. 81. And if they keep doing that, they're going to win this series. When When is Paul George going to go out and score 38, 40 points? I think those days are behind Paul George. Do you? I do. Especially I mean, in the it takes enough shots to be able to get there. He just doesn't score the, enough. The, the shooting percentage is not what it once was. No. 
And the Mavericks now are in trouble because if, if Luka doesn't bounce back to game one and two Luka and Dorian Finney-Smith doesn't hit four threes and Tim Hardaway Jr. doesn't hit his four threes. That's the problem. This is in trouble because LA wins game five. I'm very scared. I'm already very scared. They win game five and they take a 3-2 series lead. I am I, I, I'm deleting some videos. I see that. Why is Kleber starting? Maxi Kleber. Why is he even on a roster, let alone starting? Well, he, he was. He had a great regular, or, or not a great regular season, but a, a eh. good. He, he he's a good three point, like sit in the corner, hit threes. That's it. And when he doesn't hit his threes, he scores. He's not valid, valuable to the team. And when what did he do? He didn't hit any of his threes. So and he scored not, zero. Not very valuable on that end, but. Uh, I'm feeling much better about my Clippers and my Suns. Yeah. I'm wow, really? Yeah. I'm feeling way better about the Suns. With, with no Anthony Davis game five. But that's why I feel better. Oh, I said, you're, you're I, I feel feel better, better about, about the Suns. both. Oh, both. Uh, okay. My Clippers and my I am, Suns. I am very confident in the Suns because of the no Anthony Davis. Look, the Mavis Clippers, this is still can go back and forth. This still can yeah. very well go to seven games no matter who wins game five. But I hope so. Very crucial game five. By the way, uh, as we're, again... As we're uh, taping, mm-hmm. the the Wizards' lead is only five. Right. It's dwindling. Look, does it matter? No. Does uh, Utah take a three-one lead tonight against the Wizards? Prediction? I think they do. Yeah, they do. Close game, but I think they do. Yep. Uh, that's the NBA. Uh, we'll have our episode Friday. We'll have a couple more games. Maybe some series are over by then. Um, that would be awesome. But again, they don't play for like four days because <laughs> it's the stupid NBA. Uh, how about some baseball? We haven't talked baseball since we had John on. I know. Our special, uh, our, our baseball insider. Uh, we haven't talked baseball since the beginning of the season. So I, Wait, I have something to say. I feel that we have turned a team around just by ourselves, AJ. We took that long trip to Tampa Bay to go see Tampa Bay against the Mets. Mm-hmm. And they swept the Mets that series. After the Mets were doing good, they and were the Rays good. were off to a slow start. They were doing terrible. Since then, the Rays have lost one game one out game. of their last and 17. The are on a streak of their own. They are, but that's a whole different issue. But the Tampa Bay Rays have the best record in baseball now since the Mets basically said, you know what, we're going to show you how good you can be, and they have not stopped since. So... So baseball this season, I think we, we, we talked about this maybe when we talked a little bit about, about baseball, whatever we were talking about a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Baseball's been exciting this year. I actually enjoy watching some baseball. Um, I, I love watching the Padres. We'll talk about Tatis in a little bit. Hotani uh, has been really exciting. Gr- Vladimir Guerrero on the Blue Jays. But baseball has been exciting. Like if baseball would pop up on Sunday Night Baseball or Wednesday Night Baseball on ESPN, yep. I would turn it off. But now like... If it's a good team and, and some guys, like, it's it's pretty interesting to watch. Hold on. I think the fans that listen to us need to understand one thing. Mm-hmm. This is the first year that you have gotten the show. Oh, yeah. On Xbox. Th- that's made it better. The show is a is the MLB video game. Yes. First year on Xbox. That is phenomenal. It's made, it's, it's an awesome game. Best sports game out there. You should really, you go know, get it. If you're... It, it, I, I'm not even. I wasn't even like that big of a baseball fan. No. It, it makes you a baseball fan. It makes it makes baseball more fun because you also because you, of the game. Right. You, you start to know all the you players. You collect the cards of the players. Yeah. 
I mean, it makes it pretty fun. So here's a really funny, just quick story, right? So we're playing the other day, and you were playing the Orioles for some ungodly reason, mm-hmm. and we we're making fun of this guy Ryan Mountcastle, Montcastle, whatever. Mm-hmm. And we're like, oh, that cool name, right? Today, me and AJ were at the gym working out, <laughs> and the Orioles were playing the Twins in the afternoon, and, and like, Montcastle, Montcastle goes and he up. hit a home run. <laughs> I was like, I would have never heard of this guy before, <laughs> but hey, I know him. But no, baseball has been fun. Uh, it, th- there's been no hitters. There's been the pitching's ridiculous. It's crazy. There's been no hitters, and and these guys like Tatis and Guerrero and Acuna are hitting like bombs every game. It feels like. But speaking of the, just some teams and some guys, I want to talk about Rays yep. first. Yep. The Rays are on a roll. They have a bunch of to the to the average uh, ML or to an MLB, you know, not that big of a fan. Yeah. They have like one guy you know in Austin Meadows and Kevin Kiermaier, and the rest are like nobodies to an average mm-hmm. to a non-Rays fan. Yeah. I, I probably, you know, if we didn't go to the game, I probably wouldn't have been able to name another player. Totally agree. But the team just wins. I mean, they went to the World Series last year. They, they just, like, get like get a double, get a single. They're not huge home run hitters. You know, they just, like, tack on runs. And they and they, they just, like, I, I, I don't know how to explain it. They're, they're the lowest cap team in, in baseball. Like, they don't spend big money for players. And they just have a good group of guys that, look, it looks like they're on their way back to a, a postseason run. They have the best record. They're on a roll. It's unbelievable. And, I mean, on, on top of it, I mean, mm-hmm. they don't really have great pitching. No, that's the thing. Like, Glass knows their best pitcher, and he's not even having that great of a year. No. He's having, you know, he's... He's it's like a 257 ERA. Yeah, he, he's like, he's a good pitcher. I wouldn't put him in the top 10. Like, he's not one of the greats in the in the game, but he is a solid ace. And then after that, it's not that great of a, no. of a rotation, and they're just winning. I don't understand how. They keep beating the Yankees. They own the Yankees. They the own Yankees the Yankees. Suck. Uh, the they Yankees are own, terrible. They own the Yankees. It's yeah. absolutely crazy. Yeah, I mean, I remember we were watching. There was one guy on the team. Um, uh, it, it wasn't um, Diaz. but Joey Wendell was no, good. Yeah, Joey Wendell was up like every – I felt like he was up every inning. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he's actually, I think, their best hitter. Uh, he's battling like through it too. But there was a guy that got up there, and he was a he was a big guy. He was a, a massive. I mean, his arms looked like he was coming out of his socket. And, and every time he got up, we were like – the ball's coming to us. <laughs> like, I know it is out in left field. Like, uh-huh. he just looked like a, a massive human being. I don't know. The team The team is really well. It's just yeah, well assembled. It's good. Uh, how about the Mets? Let's just talk quick about our Mets. Uh, the Mets have gotten, they started the season with COVID. Mm-hmm. They started injuries on injuries. Uh, they started with rain delays every other game. They've had, like, I think 11 games now with that were rain delayed. We're six games less played than anyone in the NL East. Yeah. And have the most wins in the win column. Yeah, that's the craziest thing. But well, we're like tied with everybody in the. But that, that's that's the weird thing about the division, right? Mm-hmm. So if you look at the division, Washington, who's in last place in the division, has twenty-one wins. We have twenty-five. Mm-hmm. Right? We've just played thirteen less games in Washington. Thirteen less. I, I and mean, that's ridiculous. It's kind of like the uh, the Vancouver Canucks of hockey, right? You know where they like they got oh, COVID, but ours isn't COVID. There hasn't been any COVID issues in the in the uh, in baseball. We still don't have too many major league players on but, the team. But here, that's the thing is, this is what's most impressive about the Mets. Everybody's gotten hurt. Everybody. I mean, at one point in the lineup, two of the original uh, opening day starters were in the lineup. So you have, and then you have one of those guys being Francisco Lindor, which has been pretty goddamn awful as of late, batting like 150. Yep. So that's like one starter, which is Jonathan VR, which is the third baseman who's probably been the most surprising player for the Mets. Yeah. And he's been very good. And he's been the one that hasn't gotten hurt. And he's the only one in the lineup that has been, you know, in the lineup every game. 
That is good. Do you know that yesterday's lineup for the Mets when they beat Atlanta, mm-hmm. the entire lineup's production of home runs this season is less than Vladimir Guerrero, who leads the league with 16. And that, that's what I'm saying. It's why it's so impressive is the pitching is probably the best in the majors. And that's without Syndergaard. Without Syndergaard, without like... They, it, it's just... It's DeGrom, and then they have Stroman, and then they have Tyon Walker, Tyon Walker. And it's not like these crazy names, but they're pitching very good. They're they're not allowing more than like three, four runs a night. And it's a triple-A lineup, and they're still winning. That's what's been so impressive. So I, we can only imagine once the lineup gets healthy in the next couple months, this team should be good, should be in the playoffs, and we should be... We should be proving John wrong who said we wouldn't make the playoffs. Th- that's what I'm hoping for most. I want to make that call to John immediately when they're, oh, yeah. when they're in. And what would even be better, which I'm not expecting because I'm expecting them to, to turn it on soon, is yeah. the Yankees missing the playoffs. That would be in, I, that would be the best. But I'm not expecting that because they have such a good lineup. They're just not playing that well. The one team that's just blowing me away with the best record in the NL is the San Francisco uh, Giants. Giants yeah. How... Do they have a better record than San Diego Padres? I'm going to be honest Dodgers? with you. The the Dodgers I've watched a couple. They're slacking. Uh, their pitching has been pretty terrible. Clayton Kershaw has been awful to start the year. That's all I know about them. The Giants. I haven't watched a game of the Giants. I Did, don't know anything. I, I'm going to be straight up with you. I don't know how they're doing that good. AJ, I looked I over. Their, I looked over their lineup. I didn't know a single. Thing. <laughs> I, I, I mean, know. Other all than, I know, other than Evan Longoria who plays third base. No, all I know is Buster Posey's like had a resurgence. Okay, so yeah, make that, all right. So I know two players who play the field. I don't know a single pitcher on the pitching staff, <laughs> and they are the best team in the NL. Yeah, I guess, and the second best team in the NL, which is the Padres right now, which we'll just uh, end off with for a little baseball segment, is the Padres. They're a good team, and and Ta- Fernando Tatis. Junior is incredible. I mean, I watched some of these guys, uh, his highlights over the last couple of weeks. Yeah, the dude is he's incredible. Amazing. I mean, I mean, he is makes plays in the outfield. He's like, he's like a gymnast. He'll do mean, like splits. You mean, you mean short in the in the infield, whatever. <laughs> you said outfield. Defense. Like, short. <laughs> he uh, he makes like these splits. He does splits when he catches balls, and he'll do like acrobatic throws. And then when he's batting, he just gets up. And he can, you can know, like, when a pitch is coming, mm-hmm. I, like, I, if you freeze it at the middle, look at Tatis's eyes and his stance, and I'll be like, oh, he just, he'll hit a home run. Because he winds up, smacks the ball, and it goes so far. And, he, and you know it because he'll stand there and he'll watch it, and he knows it's gone. When was the last time that a player on one team leads the team in hitting, run scored, RBIs, Home runs and stolen bases. Fernando Tatis, the future of baseball. MVP. 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 He's incredible. He's literally fun to watch. Like when he's on, I'll be on Yahoo and I'll and I'll see when he's going up to bat, Mm -hmm. and I'll like watch it on my phone just to see his at bat and maybe see a crazy home run. He's a little better than his dad. A little. A little. Yeah, he's a little better. A little. He's also double the size of his dad, but that's a whole different story. All right. Uh, How about uh, the the, just to end off this show real quick. Yeah. Uh, first with with hockey and talking about the Montreal Canadiens. I, I have a I have a good friend who's a Montreal Canadian fan. Uh, they just blew another three one lead it's in a series to the uh, Montreal Canadiens. How did the Montreal Canadiens beat the Toronto Maple Leafs? It's not How? only that. It's 
I've I've never seen, you know there's teams that have that are cursed in sports you know we can yeah. talk about our Cowboys yeah. like the 25 year drought and whatever we can talk about the Capitals the when they had the uh, the curse of the conference they could never get past the or not the the Capitals the Washington curse yeah it, the DC curse where any major sports team couldn't get past the conference tournament until yeah. the the uh, Capitals won it a couple of years ago and then the Nationals followed right and then the, yeah and then the Nationals and they broke that through yeah. uh, there's been crazy droughts and and crazy reoccurrences every year in sports. The Montreal Canadiens consistently blowing 3-1 leads in playoff series is getting to the point where it's getting a little scripted and ridiculous. They did this to Boston like three times in the past decade. They've done this to countless other teams. I'm I'm sure 3-1, 3-2. I believe there was even like a 3-0 series maybe in there. I'm not even sure. It's, It's so possible. But the... The, the the Maple Leafs are the laughing stock of this league. Is, is Toronto not supposed to be the home of hockey? No, not only the home of hockey I mean, in in Canada, they're one of the they've one of the best scoring lines that has ever been created. It's a good team. They were one of the best teams in hockey this year, and they got off to a three one lead. And when I saw the three one lead, I, I went I said I'm like, it's a three one league. I can only what, what the only thing I can say is that Montreal is going to win this series, and they just did. It, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Well, I mean, first of all, I mean, we had to think about it today. Like, who's still left on Montreal? I mean, yes, they have Carey Price in goal, and they have Shea Weber on on defense, and Brendan Gallagher. It's a total revamped younger team than it's been in the past. Eric Stahl, who used to play for the, you know, uh, the Rangers. But this is not a powerhouse team. And uh, how is Austin Matthews not dominating? You know, I know... John Tavares got a uh, a concussion last game, so that that definitely yeah, but played. that that shouldn't matter that much. Austin Matthews had forty goals this year. Why isn't he scoring? It's crazy. Why isn't this team dominating? They were dominating, and then they get there's some stigma in this organization. They get to a three one lead and they choke. It's crazy. every year. I feel bad. You I do? honestly do. You really feel bad. I do I because it, it it it's every year they make the playoffs, and they do this, and they just they just do this. I don't know. They're going to get killed in the next round. Ooh, Montreal? Yes. To Winnipeg? Yeah. Killed. Should be a good... It'll be a good series. They're going to get killed. And we'll end the episode off with a little golf. We usually start with golf. I get a one-minute? Uh, I mean, we could just start with... like Just the big story is Jordan Spieth in this tournament uh, that was over the weekend after yeah. Mickelson won. He was, he was winning. He was 15 under after the third day, and then he choked it and loses... Uh, whatever this tournament was, not an important tournament, but just, I guess we can just continue the show. You know, the, he's like the Maple Leafs of the yeah, of was, golf because I feel like he can't win anymore and he always loses leads. <laughs> well, it was the Colonial, so that was the, the name of the the, yeah. the tournament. But he lost to a kid who had like sixteen. He's, he's I think he's had sixteen tournaments to his name, right? This guy Jason Kokrak mm. or Kokrak, mm-hmm. I don't even know. Right, that guy shot an even par seventy in the final group to beat. And he was two strokes better than Spieth. I mean, Spieth was running away with this thing at one point. And I just find it hysterical that, like, some of these guys that we thought were going to be the next Tiger Woods. Right. This guy, what, three years ago was the next best golfer but, but ever? think about it. The Rory McIlroy's of the world, the Jordan Spieths. I mean, even to some Dustin degree. Dustin Johnson. Dustin Johnson and Brooks Kepka, Right? Like, 
uh, Justin uh, like Rose. Like, all these guys that had their year and had their, like, string of tournaments where they won and won and won, and you're like, they're not going to lose. Like, this guy, this is the next Tiger Woods, and then they just fall off a cliff. And every time I go out and play golf and I shoot my 105, I just thank God that – well, I don't thank God because I do wish I was Jordan Spieth and making all this money, but I'm like, hey, thank God that I wasn't this awesome star and now I suck. Do you, you, know, you know what my problem with your golf game is? Hmm. My, my problem with my golf game is costing me a lot of money in balls. I keep having to replenish a twenty-four pack well, of balls. I do the I do most of the replenishing. You only replenish when we play together. That's why I like playing with you sometimes. Do you replenish we, with your credit yeah, card yeah, or yeah, my yeah, credit mine, card? Mine, mine. Oh, really? Yeah. So oh. that's usually what it is. But then you, sometimes, like I'll be low on the money, you know, yeah. and I'll be like, "Hey, Dad, you want to play golf? <laughs> I need some balls." Oh, that's the reason. That's why. Ah. and also yeah. uh, congratulations on your win. Um, for all you out there, Age and I played golf on Sunday, and uh, I gave him 18 strokes. Yeah, and I won, you know. And you won by seven. Yeah, just, you know, it's just light work out there. Light work. With the 18 strokes. It, it doesn't count that double I beat you. It doesn't every count ball, that every I beat du- Double bogeying every hole. It doesn't ca- count that I beat you by 12? No, we're not, you know. We're not the same? No. Okay, so you're admitting I'm a better golfer. Well, you didn't win, so. <laughs> I don't know. Who's a better well, athlete well, overall? Be the judge. I mean, just so the fans understand, who's a better athlete? You or me? And I'll do it this way. You at 18, me at 50. I mean, I think it's it's clear. It's clear? I think, I mean, I we played bat. I mean, we, we played one-on-one we basketball. Split. We split. I, I, I beat you. We split. I beat you. We split. I'm beating you in golf. You're, I don't know. You're beating you in golf with 18 strokes. I might even go on the ice and be you in, in All right, hockey. that's where this has to end now. <laughs> done. I'm done. All right. That's it for this one.